Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You're listening to Around the Dial, your one-stop shop for sports talk's best moments every day. Here's your host, CBS Sports Radio's Damon Amendolara. Welcome inside Around the Dial, the best in your sports talk. For Friday, June the 14th, I'm your host, D.A. We had the Stanley Cup champion crowned the other night, and now we have an NBA Finals champion crowned. The Toronto Raptors go to Oracle Arena and shut down the building with a victory in game number six. And Toronto has its first professional sports championship out of the four major sports in North America since the Blue Jays in 1993. And they have their first ever franchise championship for the Raptors. And they did it by taking down a dynasty, but not before major injuries befell the Warriors, losing Kevin Durant, of course, for the entire series and most of the postseason, at least since the Houston Rockets series, and then losing Clay Thompson last night to a torn ACL in the third quarter. Most of it was a sad experience for Warriors fans, the closing of a building, the losing of a championship, perhaps the end of a dynasty, at least as we know it, as it's presently constituted. However, optimism in the Bay Area. Here's Joe Lowe and Dibs at 95-7 the game in San Francisco and how losing that way, that night, in that building was actually perfect. Last night, watching from home, to me, felt like the perfect way to send Oracle Arena out. The perfect way. A lot of people will hear that and they'll say, what are you talking about? We lost the game. Forget about that for a minute. That's image. That's image. Close your eyes, not if you're driving, of course, but close your eyes and think of Paris. The first thing that comes to mind is probably the Eiffel Tower. Close your eyes and think of Rome. You see the Colosseum. Close your eyes and think of New York City. You see a beautiful skyline. Close your eyes and think of Vegas. You see the Strip. You see these things. Close your eyes and think of Oakland. Oakland isn't so much an image as it is a feeling like New Orleans. You think about Bourbon Street, but you don't really have the image when you think of New Orleans. You don't really have an image when you think of Oakland. You have a feeling. It's a beautiful feeling. But it's a feeling. And that's what you had in that building last night. The lasting image of Oracle Arena won't be an image at all. It'll be the feeling. The feeling of a team fighting tooth and nail, injured, counted out, down on the mat, getting up time and time again to answer the bell. 
And it, when it was all said and done, it wasn't as if the team had mailed in a performance or had made a crucial mistake at an inopportune juncture. You have so many defeats that can be suffered so many different ways. You're not going to look back at the close of Oracle or at the end of basketball in the East Bay, Oakland specifically, as an image of a loss. You're going to remember it as Clay Thompson coming back out of the tunnel to knock down two free throws to make sure he'd still be eligible to play later in that game should he be medically cleared to go back in. The fans yelling and screaming, E-40, too short, Mr. Fab, G-Easy performing at halftime. That's Oakland. That's basketball in the East Bay. That's Oracle Arena. When you think of that, it's not an image like Paris. It's not an image like Vegas. It's not an image like New York City. It is a feeling. And I think that feeling was perfectly captured in last night's game. Win or loss, the way in which the fans showed up, the way in which the team showed up. That's what I think people are going to remember more than anything. Because you're not going to win every single game. But to show up like that, to perform like that, to lead like that, to set an example like that, that feeling, that will last forever. That is the way you send out that building. And you hope that that feeling can carry over to Chase Center, although many naysayers say that that feeling will stay in Oakland and that the fan base won't be able to transfer that that sort of mojo or that vibe over to the new building. I think if the Warriors hadn't won multiple championships before last night, it would have been much more of a devastating feeling. But the fact that you had three titles in five years, you lost to a worthy opponent, as you mentioned. You lost to a team that flat out just played a little bit better than you across all six games. And I don't think that Warrior fans will remember as the final takeaway the fact that you got swept at home in the NBA Finals and the fact that Toronto swept you for the season. I think you're right. The lasting image won't be of the Steph Curry miss three, but how they fought after Klay Thompson tore his ACL late in the third quarter. Well, I credit those guys for finding the silver lining amongst a pretty dark cloud. I would say that no doubt Oracle Arena will be remembered for all of these finals over the last five years. I mean, the road to a championship went through Oakland. It went through the Golden State Warriors. It went through that building. And I would assume that there's plenty of big games to be played from here on out in San Francisco at the brand new Chase Center. Because the Warriors, we assume, are going to be pretty competitive for the foreseeable future. But going to Oracle over the last five years has been nothing short of daunting for most opponents, and usually they would leave with a loss. But think about it. You had LeBron James come back from down 3-1 with the Cavaliers in 2016 and win at Oracle, one of the most historic championships ever. And then you have last night where the Toronto Raptors go to Oracle and win all three games on the road to clinch their NBA championship. So as daunting, as intimidating, as great as the Warriors have been at Oracle, two of these championships, the most memorable ones in recent memory, have happened there for the opponent. Pretty crazy. Now, with Steph Curry last night, he had a chance to go up to take the lead under 20 seconds to play. The look was pretty good, but it didn't go down and the Raptors end up sewing up their championship. And so now Steph Curry is 0-for-8 all-time in the playoffs when he's taken a shot under 20 seconds to play to take the lead. That was a graphic that the telecast put up that I think caught a lot of people off guard. I was surprised to see that. So the Steph shot doesn't go in, and without Kevin Durant, Steph Curry can't elevate his team to the next level. Does that hurt Steph's legacy 
Well, here's the guys on WFNZ in Charlotte on the Mac attack discussing. What do you think, Bone, about these folks coming after Steph saying he deserves to be ripped for not being clutch or that his legacy is hurt because he didn't have a good game when his guys went down and life was on the line? Does this hurt his legacy? Do you think of him as not clutch? And does that hurt his legacy? What do you? How do you feel, Bone? First of all, I'm not always the biggest Warriors defender at all. But in this particular case, I'm trying to be fair and objective. I think legacy-wise, if they would have just been without Durant, and they would have had their team that's won a championship before. If Clay was healthy throughout, and even even guys like Iguodala wasn't healthy the whole way through, and Looney was out, in and out, DeMarcus Cousins wasn't the same as he's supposed to be. If they had, but if they had their regular team even without Durant, and they lost this this championship, I would say, you know what, that, that's probably going to hurt Steph's legacy. But when you take away Clay Thompson and Durant, and it's all really on Steph Curry, to me, that's a little much. That's a little much to say it's going to hurt his legacy. So, you, did, 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 so did you, have, you were, if it was just Durant, you were willing, though, to say, man, those boys should have been able to win a title against this Toronto team. That's got to go on Steph's record because, negatively. But the, so the Clay thing is what brought you over to yeah, my side on this. Bo- yeah, both guys being out. Because we've seen the team with Clay and Curry and Draymond and that group, we've seen them win it before. So if they would have lost this one, I would have said, yeah, you know, this, this, this one may hurt him. But without Clay Thompson there... I just he, become, he also like, by the way he also did have 47 points in game 2 of the series. He averaged 31 points a game in this series. It was the most points he's ever averaged in a finals. <laughs> like and, and people are sitting here saying this finals should be something that hurts his legacy. I just think that's crazy. Now listen, Joe says Mac when LeBron's legacy gets scrutinized, you love hopping in. When Steph's legacy gets scrutinized, Max panties get into a wad. No, listen, I think it's got to be, I think it's a legitimate discussion because Steph is trying to make it among the all-time greats. So I think that discussion has to happen, much like a Kawhi legacy discussion has to happen. Like, are we talking about a guy that could be one of the 10 best? Eventually, I think he's got a chance to do that. So all these discussions have to happen. I just think, like, for example, Bone, like... Gator Rube says all all stars other than MJ take an L in the finals. He says, you know, uh, Steph's legacy is right there with guys like Bird, Magic, and LeBron. I watched Magic Johnson one time, Bone. I think he dribbled out the clock in a finals game, didn't realize the clock was running. It's a complete gaffe. Is his legacy affected by that? Um, uh, LeBron James has lost six finals. His legacy shouldn't really be affected by that as much as his haters say it is. So for Steph Curry, a guy that averaged 31 points a game in these finals, had to play three fourth quarters with a full game without Clay, three fourth quarters without Clay, the full series other than 12 minutes without Durant. Like, I feel like he's got to get a, pa- a, a bit of a pass for that, for God's sakes. I think the fact that the Warriors were fighting the way they did in this series, Bone, with all the guys they lost, is something they should all be very proud of, Steph Curry included. Did he have a bad game six? He did. But Toronto had a lot to do with that. They were going out of their way, even when Clay was in the game, Bone, to double him. Him off every kind of screen and make sure that he didn't hurt them. And I thought Steph made a lot of real good basketball plays, smart basketball plays by just giving it up and guys were wide open. There was a three that Clay got because two guys ran with Steph when Steph ran across the floor. I just I think Steph's presence made a difference in that game just by the attention that he was drawing. Um, Mac, there's a stat here that 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 is um that fits what we're talking about. We're talking about stars in the clutch. Yeah. On game tying or go-ahead field goals with under 10 seconds left in the postseason, 
that's game tying or go ahead field goals under 10 seconds left postseason. Kobe Bryant shot 23%, was five for 22. And when I bring that up to the Kobe fans, he's got an all time great legacy. The the fans don't want to hear that when that that stat comes up, though, right? But when it comes up to Steph being clutch, they they want to give the numbers. They want to use it against them. Look, Steph Curry's an all-time shooter. Steph Curry's a tremendous player. He's a two-time MVP. And Steph's going to the Hall of Fame. And he's certainly one of the best players of the NBA. But there is a lesson that we learned here. And that is, without Kevin Durant and without Klay Thompson, Steph Curry wasn't great enough to carry this team beyond what its potential was. In other words, the Toronto Raptors were a great team and led by Kawhi. And that Steph, once the rest of his team wasn't great and wasn't healthy, wasn't great enough to put them over the top. And I do think that's a legitimate criticism of Steph after this series. That Steph is great, but what we saw LeBron do a couple of years ago in basically being a one-man destruction crew and dragging a team that had nobody else to the NBA Finals or even almost getting close to winning an NBA Finals like 2015 when his second-best player was Matthew Dellavedova or Tristan Thompson. That's that next level that Steph still isn't at. And he had one great game of this series with 47 points when all those guys were out. But in terms of overall in this series, no. He wasn't elite or historic enough to push his team over the top when they were limited. Is this one of the weirdest titles in NBA history? With all the injuries that the Warriors were taking on the chin and the crazy swings in this series, plus Drake and plus what we saw last night in terms of a road team winning three consecutive games to clinch. Here is 92.3, the fan in Cleveland and the Ken Carmen Show. That is an all-time weird championship. And, and by the way, I say congrats. That's an amazing championship. We are so. going to be talking about this one 20 years from now as the Nick Nurse title. The remember when Kawhi was there for like eight months? Title the oh yeah Wait remember when Wait, two of the best players leave. Oh, yeah, don't don't well he's hold gone. on hold on that would hold add on. to it though you realize well Doris asked him about it and we'll get to that here in a second but keep explaining why you think there's an asterisk we are gonna ten years from now ask oh Nick Nurse he was the head coach who was that coach of the Raptors uh, maybe people do that with Ty Lue I don't know in ten years then they're also gonna ask oh was that the one where a top fifteen all time player got injured. Uh, didn't even play or played like eight minutes in a series. And in the eight minutes he played, they were clearly the better team. And then, oh yeah, in the game six where they were trying to close him out, Clay Thompson was the best player on the floor and then he got injured. Kyle Lowry played well. Kyle Lowry played well. I I agree. Yep, that's what I'm about to say. That's a slippery, slippery slope. I think you do that. And then all of a sudden, yeah, championships are championships. If we're going to do that, hardware, if Cavs fans are going to do it for 2015, you got to do it for this. Uh, but yeah, I, but I, I don't then, do it for but 2015. But then there will be one for 2016 you, that the Warriors fans go. will throw you're to. Talking to a guy, Every other championship's going to have an asterisk. You're talking to a guy who doesn't do it for 2015. Mm-hmm. I have been steadfast about this the entire time. I'm not going to let that tear my wits apart because if I gave that an asterisk, if I really did, right. there'd be times where I couldn't sleep at night. Like, I, people were watching last night going, LeBron and last year's Cavs team could have beaten this Warriors team. Yeah, I, I agree, too. I, I agree. I do fully agree. They were banged up. Kevon Looney was hurt. They looked like a bunch of stiffs. I'm, I'm just talking about like, like like the depth that they've had in the past. Even the depth was hurt. You have DeMarcus Cousins out there trying to play. Clay Thompson went down in the late third quarter. You brought it. Maybe if Clay Thompson was, was healthy, they could have won seven games. Who knows? But I think when you start giving an asterisk, when you start interpreting hardware, Hardware is there for a point because that's the end. That's the period. 
the championship is the period. When you when you put an asterisk next to it, mm. I think you go down a very So you'd never put any asterisk by any title path. ever. I don't think I do. This, this would be the one. I don't think I to. do. No, a championship this, is a championship. This is the no one. No matter how I feel yeah, about it I personally, get it. I get it. This is the one championship where I can clearly say we barely get this. We barely get these types of injuries in a in a championship series in any sport. In fact, in the NBA, someone was looking at the other day, like, yes, Willis Reed left the game and come back, came back, yeah, hobbled. Uh, what do you do? Scored four points. Yeah, yeah, he was he wasn't a huge part of that anyway. Yes, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, was injured and Magic Johnson stepped up, but this is one of the all timers where you were denied a top fifteen or so player in NBA history ever playing, and you saw the Warriors kind of started to figure things out here without Kevin Durant the last few games where these games were great games. And by the way, the Raptors don't have to apologize for anything. When I talk about this asterisk asterisk and how this should be characterized, I'm talking about a league-wide view, and the league will view this as a weird all-time kooky championship. But in Toronto, they will cherish it like we cherish 2016. They shouldn't have to answer for it. I had an argument about cherishing championships in the past. Yeah, there's no doubt that that's going to be one that we go back and ask... Did that really happen? Did the Toronto Raptors actually win the world championship? Did they actually win the NBA Finals? Did Nick Nurse in his first year actually win the NBA championship? The second best player for the Toronto Raptors was Kyle Lowry, and they won the NBA Finals. None of that seems to make sense. And they did it over the Warriors, but does it deserve an asterisk? Absolutely not. Because remember, the dynasty of the Warriors actually begins when they're able to beat the Cavaliers without two of the three best Cavs, Kevin Love and Kyrie injured. And now perhaps this dynasty ends when they don't have two of their three best players on the floor. What goes around comes around. Kawhi Leonard's legacy. My goodness, what a postseason. Man, that guy delivered it all after the Toronto Raptors traded for him in the offseason. And Masai Ujiri took a real risk in going out and Trading away what he did, DeMar DeRozan, Yaka Pirtle, a first-rounder for Kawhi. But, man, it paid off dividends in a huge way. Here's WFAN in New York, Boomer Esiason, Greg Giannotti on the legacy of Kawhi. Think that the legacy for Kawhi Leonard cemented. Oh my goodness! I mean, right? this is a guy now. He's one of three players to win NBA Finals MVPs and championships with two different teams, along with Kareem and LeBron. He's the first guy to do it in different conferences. He had a incredibly odd year uh, last year with the San Antonio Spurs, and he was healthy, or wasn't he healthy, and he wasn't trusting the team doctors, and the teammates are begging him to play in the postseason, and he's just MIA. They end up trading him to a place that he wasn't willing to go to at first, but had no choice because he didn't have the no trade, warms up to Toronto, focuses in, and goes and wins a championship for that city, the first one ever, and does it with one of the most remarkable postseasons we have seen from an individual. I mean, it is up there as one of the great all-time postseasons. And yeah, you know, people are going to point to because it's a fact. It's not an excuse, but it's a fact that this Warriors team wasn't whole. Now, it doesn't mean that what Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors did was any less spectacular, but it is part of the story. We're never going to know if Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson were healthy for the entire series, how this series would have gone. But let's not take away the fact that they went into Oracle and won all three games there. 
And that is not easy to do. Well, it's kind of like what the, the St. Louis Blues did to the Bruins. They won three games in Boston. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it just goes to show you that uh, home court and home ice advantage and even home field advantage in the NFL and all that other stuff just isn't what it used to be. It's just not what it used to be. It used to be. And a lot of this really is dependent on health. And if your guys are healthy, you got a chance to win, and you should win. If your guys are getting beat up and you're missing a guy, a guy breaks a jaw and he's got to play with a stupid contraption on his helmet – I mean, all these things uh, play into the victories for the other team. But you don't want to – I certainly don't want to minimize it. And and I do want to celebrate Kawhi Leonard because after everything that he went through last year, to play the way that he played and to get the finals MVP is pretty special. The other guy that's pretty special, if you ask me, is Pascal Siakam. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, a double-double last night. I think he had 28-10. and 10. Uh, He was uh, j- just an absolute force this whole uh, series. And then Kyle Lowry probably had his best game last oh, night. Oh, my goodness. I mean, he came out like he was going to win a championship single-handedly last night. All those threes right off the bat. And he's someone, of course, along with DeMar DeRozan and all those years of the Toronto Raptors underachieving in the playoffs. He was talked about as a choke artist and you can't get it done in a big spot and these guys are frauds. And he came out and he said, no, I'm not going to make this all about what was in the past. This is about right now and I'm going to be a big part of this championship. And there's a cool little video out of Kyle Lowry waiting for Kawhi Leonard to join him in an interview that's about to be conducted by Rachel Nichols. And they don't they don't know that it's being filmed at this point. They're waiting for the interview to start. And I guess maybe they got clearance to put it out there. But you know, Kyle Lowry's waiting for him and Kawhi comes over and hands him the NBA Finals MVP. P trophy and says here he goes take this you were the MVP tonight this is yours too and it just shows you that you know that Kawhi last year with the Spurs that didn't totally want, did. well, winning didn't want any part of his it. didn't want any part of his team uh, he has changed the whole narrative around him back to the guy that was the leader in the MVP back in 2014 for the Spurs I mean this guy you cannot say enough good stuff about Kawhi Leonard and what's crazy about this whole thing is. Here's Kawhi Leonard, the toast of the town, the man, the finals MVP, and he's going to opt out of his contract to be an unrestricted free agent, and he might leave. This guy, one of the biggest heroes in Canadian sports now, even though <laughs> you know it's always going to be hockey, but still, I mean, he brought the first NBA championship to Canada, to Toronto, and he might leave. Man, that has to go down in history. It's one of the greatest postseasons ever. I think you got to put that... With Michael Jordan, 1993, Dwayne Wade, 2006, Hakeem, 94, LeBron, 2016, Kevin Durant, 2017. That's one of those all-time great postseasons where he led that team start to finish and hit amazing shots along the way. I mean, the shot to beat the Sixers was iconic, was epic at the buzzer. And then you nearly had to win in that game number five at home with that crazy stretch of 10 consecutive points by himself where the Warriors were shut out. And then coronation with a championship. Kawhi's playoffs this year were nothing short of remarkable and historic. And no matter what ends up happening, I mean, Kawhi now has an NBA Finals MVP in two different conferences with two different teams. Man, that is something special. In Boston, they can't think about basketball because they're still thinking about hockey. A couple of nights ago, the St. Louis Blues clinch their first ever Stanley Cup on road ice in Boston. And as the Blues were celebrating, television cameras caught them dropping a ton of F-bombs. Now, this isn't surprising that hockey players would drop F-bombs in all types of excitement after winning a Stanley Cup. 
What's crazy is that there was no bleeps. There was no seven-second delay. There was no mute. We heard them all. What's the fallout? Well, the guys in Boston, Rich Keefe and Dale Arnold on WEEI, discuss. So the St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup here at the Garden. NBC, of course, televised the game, did huge numbers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but in the immediate aftermath of winning a cup, yeah, it, can get a oh, little, boy. it can get a little salty down there. By general manager Doug Armstrong. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, what do they expect? It's, it's open mics. It's a yeah. live telecast. Let it rip. Guys are happy. Yeah. Sometimes words come out, which, by the way, on the telecast weren't bleeped the way we had to bleep them. No, they weren't. But don't you worry. Doc Emmerich's got your back. More celebrating continues here from St. Louis. We do apologize that there is some exultation language that got on, and we have taken measures uh, that that microphone is not turned on now. And uh, they continue to celebrate here, and they will into the night here in St. Louis. You're watching the Stanley Cup Final presented by Geico. Exultation language. Yeah, you lost me there. boy, Doc. Well, it doesn't matter if you turn that mic off because earlier in the playoffs, Mike Milbury swore on the air. So you can't, <laughs> Couldn't can't be too him. careful. There. And he was sitting six inches yeah, away from just, you, Doc. Just right there. Those guys were fired up. What do you What do you want them to do? Live rounds down there. <laughs> Stuff can happen. Because you're going to get the players who are happy. They're screaming with joy. The players who are upset if they happen to still be on the ice. They you might don't want say a, some stuff. Yeah, you don't want a microphone I'm around there. I'm going to kill you. I was so sad that it was just such a lame-ass handshake last night, and it wasn't. And there wasn't any fights, elbows, punches to the nose or throat. None of that. Throat. Yeah, throat <laughs> punch. That'll knock you backwards a little bit. Yeah, quick throw punch. I'm going to go in the other room and and throw punch Ross. You should. On our way He deserves it today. We're going to throw punch him. Not his best. You learn who the best teammates are. Okay. When the champagne is dripping off the ceiling of the dressing room. The other dressing room. Right down the hall. Down the hall. That's right. I think you need to go home and consider this. I might. Deeply. I will. That was as weird as anything. I mean, we're talking about the weirdness of the NBA Finals. It was weird that a national TV network heard like seven or eight F-bombs and didn't do anything about it. To me, cut away from that mic. Get that seven-second delay. Just have the announcers talk over what is happening on the ice. But the fact that we got all of these F-bombs, I'm thinking to myself, it's not quite 9 o'clock on the West Coast here. Do we really have the kids listening to all these F-bombs? I'm okay with it, but I'm 40 years old. I mean, it's crazy. That's got to be FCC violations. Cling, 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 cling. Finally, Father's Day is on Sunday. And what a great story Bryce Harper had for the guys on WIP. Here's Ike Reese and John Marks discussing a story where Bryce Harper's dad, to get some money for the family, had to sell one of his favorite rifles. And what ends up happening is that Bryce, long ways down the road, says, I got to go get that back for Pops. How old is your dad? Uh, he's 54. Actually, 54 uh, June 15th. Seriously, between him and Gabe. <laughs> who, who, who would win a match between him and Gabe, man? I'll tell you, I, 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 saw, I saw a picture of your dad. I was like, oh, my God, you, man. You know, in high school or you know, middle school, or, you know, when you, you'd have friends and stuff, and they'd go, man, my dad, kick your ass or whatever. And I'd, <laughs> right. Or like, my dad would kick your, your dad's ass. And I'd be like, I'd be standing there going, 
Nah, probably not. Yeah, you ain't seen my dad <laughs> you yet. You ain't seen my dad oh yet. Oh, my God. <laughs> when, when you joined us in, in Clearwater, I forget the question that I asked you, but your answer oh, was. Oh, about the hustling thing. Yeah, yeah. Your, your answer was my dad, would, my dad would kick my ass if I ever <laughs> cheated the game or I ever cheated my team or cheated myself. And then it was like, yeah, like I'd seen a little bit of your dad to that point. but I hadn't. <laughs> but, but, but not like that last picture that was rolling around and you guys watching TV. I forget exactly what it was from. How much of what you are today is directly from your dad? I mean, how much? How much? Like, how close are you still with your dad to this day? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, people say, you know, oh, my dad's my best friend. Uh, yeah, I can really say that. You know, my dad, he's somebody I talk to each and every day. Um, you know, I talk to him, you know, as much as possible. Uh, I have a great relationship with him. I have a great relationship with my mom as well. Um, I'm very fortunate to come from the family that I, you know, I come from. You know, my dad woke up blue-collar man every single day. Um, worked his ever-living tail off to provide for us. You know, make sure we had dinner on the table each night. Uh, make sure that you know we had everything that we, you know, wanted or anything like that. Um, you know, he he uh, he's my best friend. You know, I, I, I get emotional talking about him all the time because he's just he's somebody that I look up to. I've always looked up to. Um, and you know, until the day you know, until the day I die, he'll be my hero forever. And uh, you know, that's my man. I read a story about your dad, and he it was the the neighbor across the street. And did he sell the bats to them, or so? What was the story? So he uh, he had this old Winchester, and uh, you know we were struggling with money, um, you know at the time, and uh, you know he he was you know went over there and asked him if he if he'd buy the gun from him, and um, so he. Uh, he went over there. The guy said, "Yeah, absolutely." Um, he said, "You sure you want to sell this thing?" And my dad said, "Yeah." And my dad got it from his dad, and so forth. Um, so he went over there, and the guy said to him, "Hey, uh, yeah, I'll buy it from you." And so um, ended up getting, I think, maybe two hundred and fifty dollars for it, or something like that. And this gun was worth, you know, probably more than that. It was. Yeah. And my dad was like, "Oh, that'll work. That's perfect. Like whatever. We just need it." And uh, so I was fortunate enough to be able to go back this this off season and. Uh, Sorry. Um, walked up to the guy's house, and um, his name's Cal. Um, knocked on the door and said to him, Hey, Cal, I don't know if you remember me, but uh, I, I used to live across the street. Uh, my dad was Ronnie Harper. Um, and, you know, I was just wondering uh, if you still have that gun. And uh, he said, Yeah, it's in, it's in my back room. I'm getting chills. Uh, it's in my back room. And uh, so I said, Would you mind selling it back to me? Um, and he said, Absolutely. He goes, I want it to be in the hands of, you know, the person that had it. And uh, he goes, I never shot it. He said, I put it up in a shadow box above my closet. And, uh, you know, I'd love to love to sell it back from you or uh, back to you. So um, I gave him, you know, pretty much as much as whatever I, was, I wanted right. to give it. I didn't care. Like I, at that moment, I could care less, you know, what he asked for and things like that. Um, I actually gave him you know much more than whatever right uh just because i wanted to and you and, gave it to uh, your dad i gave it to my dad for christmas and, wow uh, yeah he, he opened it up for uh for christmas this year and um he thought i actually found something online that was very similar to it um but i told him i said hey uh, i went over there and you know me and my brother walked over there and uh you know got it back for him what an awesome story to end off on this week going into father's day Salute dads everywhere, especially those that have helped teach us about sports and the sporting life and how to appreciate sports and share those moments with us, just like moms that did that when we celebrated Mother's Day last month. That's the best in your sports talk for Friday, June the 14th, and we'll see you on Monday, everyone. 
Thanks for listening to Around the Dial. Subscribe now for the best daily recap in sports talk on Radio.com or the Radio.com app. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.